welcome back to another Evolve episode. We are sitting down today with Maylee Allenwood. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Where are you joining us from today? Um, I am in my home office in Oklahoma City. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. We, haven't, we haven't interviewed anyone from the area yet, so this is fun. We're covering all the bases across the U.S. <laughs> cool. I'm glad to be the first. Tell me a little bit about yourself and kind of your background and what you do now. Yeah. Um, well, I am originally from Arkansas. I lived there until I was around 14 and then my family moved to um, West Palm Beach, Florida. And we were there for a couple of years. My dad was a pastor down there at um, a Life Church campus. Uh, then after that, I moved to Oklahoma whenever I was going into 10th grade. Um, so I've been here since a different part of Oklahoma, but it's home now. <laughs> uh, I'm married. Um, coming up on two years in March, which is crazy <laughs> to even say. Uh, been doing photography since I was a senior in high school, so around coming up on five years now, and that's what I'm doing now. Awesome. Yeah. yeah and it's it's cool living. I like living in a place for a long period of time. You really get to just like explore the area. I think that's great. So I hope, I hope you're like, I've never been to Oklahoma, but (laughs) I love it. It's so nice. Yeah. Awesome. So kind of taking a step back, what brought you into photography? I know you mentioned that you had really kind of started in high school near the end of high school. So tell me a little bit about your journey from what brought you into photography and kind of where you are now. Yeah. Um, Honestly, photography was kind of just a random desire of mine I was a ballerina for like 14 years of my life so it's a very different different. (laughs) it's very different um and then I think it was uh, the end of my junior year going into my senior year of high school is whenever I started like following a bunch of photographers on Instagram and um just getting inspired that way I wasn't a dancer at that point anymore uh So I just kind of started on a little point and shoot and took pictures of my sister around the house and in the woods behind our house and just kind of started having fun with it. And I didn't know anything what I was doing. I just assumed the camera was doing all of the work for me. And so I was like, cool, this is easy. I'm going to keep doing it. And uh, then eventually I started taking pictures of seniors and doing like senior photo shoots and um, everyone really was my age and then I just started taking pictures of newborns and I still was not that great but people kept asking me to do it so I was like maybe this is going somewhere um, but yeah it just kind of like evolved since then and um, I whenever I graduated high school I did a summer internship um, with Life Church under the main photographer and he's actually the one that taught me the technicalities of the camera and like what how to shoot in a studio and um so I say that I learned everything during that internship uh because I really like looking back did not know anything about it before that yeah internships are so helpful and like providing those experiences and working with people who definitely are much more knowledgeable than you. So that's great. Yes, 100%.
how do you educate yourself to take better pictures, especially when you mentioned you, you know, initially kind of started like point and shoot backyard, kind of as many of us do. So what did you use in that time to really enhance your craft and that creative expression? How did you kind of get better? Yeah. So back in the beginning, I, all I did was just go out and shoot because I'm such a hands-on learner and I, it's hard for me to like watch a video of somebody else doing something without me physically doing it myself. Yeah. So that's where I kind of was self-taught on my own. It was just like having friends come out with me and let me take pictures of them and um, just really getting a feel for my gear and how to use it. And um, eventually I got to the point where I was hands-on and visual learner. So I started watching more YouTube videos, taking classes. Um, and then once I started the internship under a photographer, I was just doing it all. <laughs> so yeah, YouTube can be a great resource. I don't think, you know, we always, we always sometimes forget about the like free, easy resources, or yes. at least jump to like, you know, what can I kind of spend some money on? I want to get the best, like best bang for my buck type thing. But like YouTube yeah. is an amazing resource. Um, back when I was really kind of experimenting with like my kind of creative expression, like I would watch so many tutorials on YouTube. And so I yeah. think, I mean, we have creators here that are actively involved in the community and that were uh, participants in our Evolve Awards last year that really utilize YouTube and create amazing content. So I think, I think anything like that is just, it's, it's great to use and great to kind of create a community um, without having this kind of, you know, financial burden that some people don't really want to, you know, um, kind of yeah. fall into early on when they're not making a lot of money and all that type of stuff. So. Right. And it's so encouraging too to hear about other creatives learning on uh, YouTube and stuff. Cause if you see people's work, you're like, oh my gosh, they're just naturally amazing at what they do, but you don't know where they learned it from and you don't know how they got to that point. And reality is a lot of it's online. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's a great learning community. And I think yeah. find the right creators that really kind of hit home with what you do. I think there's, I mean, there's so much potential there for, for you to learn from them, which is great. Mm -hmm. What has been your most meaningful project that you have worked on and what has been the most challenging project for you and what did you learn from those? Yeah. Um, gosh, I, working in a church just was meaningful in itself of the things that I got to be a part of and photo shoot. And, but I think the most memorable one in that environment was, um, baptism weekends. We, have like global baptisms at every campus at Life Church every so many months of a year. And it's just so powerful, like feeling that the weight of that and just like seeing all these lives being changed and getting to like photograph it. Because if you if you if you're just like looking at a photographer taking pictures of somebody in a pool getting baptized, it's like, oh well, hope they got the shot. But what I'm feeling is like I get to photograph life change like as it's happening and I get to see this person be changed and I get to be the one to capture that moment that they'll remember for the rest of their lives. 
So that to me is just like so meaningful. Um, and then what was your other question? Yeah. What was the most challenging project or shoot that you've worked on? The first elopement that I ever took pictures of was in Zion National Park and it was extreme. And so we like had to hike up a mountain and she was like wearing her wedding dress. And I felt so much pressure because it's like, okay, so it's me and my husband taking the pictures and there's nobody else. It's just like us, the couple and their family. And so I just, it was the first time I've ever been in that kind of environment. There wasn't a schedule that I'm used to at a regular wedding. And it was all just kind of like free, which would make me like think, oh, it's, it should be easy. Like we have our own schedule and we can do whatever we want, but it was so hard because we, it was a sunrise wedding. We had to like go whenever the sun wasn't too bright because we're on top of the mountain, there's no shade. It was very difficult, but it was challenging in like, just like challenging my skill set because it's just, I've never done that before. I live in Oklahoma. It's very flat here. (laughs) We don't have a lot of pretty views like that. Um, And also just challenging my uh, freedom in photography. Mm Kind of cool. Yeah. Those type of experiences can be really beneficial in kind of what you, in what you do. I mean, obviously in the moment it's challenging and it's nerve wracking. I'm, I'm the same way. Like if I don't have a schedule that like, that really freaks me out. And so I'm trying to get better at like being more flexible and working in the moment, but yeah, it's, it's very challenging. And I'm, I'm sure you learned a lot. I mean, I, I, I grew up near mountains, so I, Oh my God. Respect that you live in like a flat place. I, I love mountains and like the changing, the change in terrain and scenery, but yeah, it, it definitely can be difficult for sure. Um, and I'm sure, I'm sure you learned a lot with that too, or through that experience. Yeah, absolutely. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It sounds beautiful. I've never been, I've never been there. So that's, I got to add that to the growing list of places I need to visit. Right. Yeah. It was beautiful. I, like we're trying to go back what details do you believe make the best photographs and how do you go about focusing on them in your work? Yeah, so I photograph people and I live for just the raw, candid moments. Mm -hmm. I try so hard not to make any kind of shoot feel posed and fake stiff yeah and it's really hard sometimes because you get some clients that aren't photogenic and you just have it's a challenge like you just have to like really dig into like your knowledge of posing and um how to make them feel comfortable you have to know their Mm -hmm. personalities because some things work for some people and some things don't um it's like as far as how you're talking to them and so that's like the main thing that I focus on is just getting to know the person before photographing them because if you're just going in blind it's so hard Mm -hmm. yeah and that way if you know the person like you know what's gonna work for them and ultimately like what they're comfortable with I know you know even even when you've had experience kind of in front of the camera I feel like there's always kind of that like that that edge um Mm -hmm. because 
you know, and I've had that times before where, cause a, um, a close friend of mine, she does photography work and uh, we recently did a shoot and it was that kind of way where like, I've worked with her like multiple times and I, she's great at giving directions and great at kind of directing me, but I still have a vision in my head as the person in front of the camera, like, okay, I, th- I think I know what this looks like, but having her guide me towards what looks, what looks best instead of just being like, you know, stand here, stand there. It's just, it's so much more helpful when yeah. you have someone who's like really giving you detailed directions. It, it makes the whole process so much better. Yes. And that's one of my favorite feedbacks like to get from a client is like, oh my gosh, you made us feel so comfortable and oh. it looks so real. And I just, oh, it does my heart good. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And like capturing those like just candid raw emotions. It's just, yeah, it, it's, yes. I'm all about those like kind of candid experiences. And I think, I, I think we should kind of relish those more and savor those more and just mm. value them. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of things and this kind of, this actually will lead into my question in a moment, but a lot of things that we see on you know, social media and Instagram, it's, it is staged. I mean, in the, especially the candid moments do have sometimes a level of, you know, fixed variables to, to that. Um, and so there's, there's kind of a the tricky situation sometimes with what we see in the internet and posing and all that type of stuff, which brings me into my next question, um, which is I saw recently on your Instagram story, and I believe this was yesterday or the day before, um, that you decided to, for the month of January, take a break on social media um, yeah. or Instagram. So you can clarify that for me. Um, but why did you make that choice? And do you recommend, do you recommend it to other people? And I know, I think you were saying that you just started it. So that's fine if you don't know yet, yeah. but tell me about that. Yeah. So I actually do this every year. Um, my family chooses something to like take a break from or something to fast for a month or 21 days or whatever it is. Um, and social media has been mine for a few years now because it's so easy as like a photographer, as a girl, like really yeah. just a lot of factors to like mm-hmm. compare. <laughs> Comparison is like one of the biggest struggles that yeah. I've dealt with. Comparison as a deep of joy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And um, it's also been hard since I've moved to doing my job full time, like photography on my own because I I look at other photographers who have been doing it on their own for so long and try to get to that point faster and it's just like that the reality is that that's just not how it works and so mm-hmm. I this month decided to just take the rest of all social media off because I really want to take time to focus on myself and my own business and my own website and my own just view and goals of what I want for uh, this year to look like in my photography business. And so it's a lot easier to do that without the distractions of everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's been on my mind as well. Um, And, you know, before we were sitting down and kind of talking today, um, I was, you know, I like to kind of look at people's social media before we do this and kind of get a, get a glimpse of who they are. Um, and yeah, I was, I was, I noticed that you had kind of made that commitment and put that out there. And I was like, that's, that's really great. And I think, I think that more people should be open to that. Then again, like, you know, 
I'm sitting here saying that. And yet I'm obviously I'm active on social media pretty much every day. But yeah. I think it's so important, especially right now. I was actually just listening to a podcast on comparison. And these two women were talking about how like, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really easy to fall into that cycle of like, here's where I'm at. And you're proud of that and you're happy with that. But then when you see what other people are doing who are in similar um, kind of stages of life that you're in and you're like, wow, that looks so much better than mine. Or um, especially when it comes to just, you know, what you see on social media and you're like, wow, like that's such a great picture. How'd they get that? And I want that. And it's just, it, I feel like it takes away so much from the now and like what as creators, what we do now and the value to what we have um, and what we're doing. And so yeah, I would, I would totally encourage that. And I should honestly probably do that, too, probably do that too. But yeah, that, comparison yeah. is just like a dog chasing its tail. It's just like constantly going in circles, but never moving forward. Mm-hmm. And it puts like such a halt to like what you could actually be doing. And, you know, there's always going to be people like better than you at like what you're doing. And you're always just going to see that, but you just like, you can't move forward if you're stuck in that comparison trap. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Taking a look back into photography again, uh, yeah. what is a, what is one thing or a couple big things uh, that you wish you knew when you really started doing photography and, and maybe now too, now that you're in photography and doing your own like full time? Yeah. Um, I just think that the biggest thing I've learned, and this is actually a quote from Pastor Craig Rochelle, but is whenever, if ever you start to doubt your calling, remember why you started in the first place. Mm-hmm. Just like go back and remember that, that feeling that you had when you were so sure of it and try to see if that's, if that's still accurate and if that's still like what you want and what you feel like you need to be doing. It's just like, you're not as important as you think you are, but at the same time, you're more important than you think you are, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're just not important as like some people, but you just have to keep that humility in you. And that helps you like stop comparing yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And in a sense, like it doesn't, it doesn't minimize your own importance because obviously, you know, you should, you should definitely value yourself and value your work. But, um, it's also, and we've, we've talked about this a lot here out of all of that. Um, a lot of it's just like, just experimenting and taking that step outside of your comfort zone and, you know, jumping into those waters that are a little like unsteady, a little choppy and really doing that. And sometimes, you know, that, that takes that perspective switch of like, okay, let's, let's think outside the box for a second. Let's Mm -hmm. stop, you know, comparing where I'm at to where other people are at. And there's always going to be that, that hierarchy of people who are, you know, seem to be at the beginning and people who've been doing and crafting their work and their field for a long time. So it's, it's really, I think about kind of switching your perspective and it's like, instead of comparing where I'm at, how can I learn from the people above me? And how can yeah. I really take like what they're doing and especially like the mistakes that they've already made and maybe not make those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, I think it's important to kind of keep your, keep your perspective healthy, whatever that looks like. 
Um, yes, I agree. Tell me about a time that you overcame a feeling of imposter syndrome. Yeah, so uh, overcame is a strong word because I feel like I just deal with imposter syndrome still to this day. Um, it, I mean, it just kind of goes along with what we were talking about with comparison because uh, it, it really, imposter syndrome makes me really doubt my calling if I, you know, dig into it too much and makes me ask questions like, I mean, is this what I really need to be doing? Am I even that good? Like, are my clients lying to me whenever I deliver their galleries? <laughs> and, uh, but at the same time, like I, I feel like having imposter syndrome isn't all that bad because it humbles you and it makes you remember like what we were saying, you know, you're not as important as you think you are. And at the same time, you are so important. And um, it just reminds me like, oh, I'm not doing this for the opinions of others. And I'm not doing this to win some award. I'm doing it because it's what I'm called to do. And it's how God wants to use me here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great answer. I can't add anything. That was great. That was beautifully worded. <laughs> Finally, uh, one last question for you. What advice or techniques would you give to someone who is interested in photography? Yeah. So I um, actually kind of get this question a lot, just random DMs and all of that stuff of people who are trying it out or get their first camera. And the thing I always say is just exactly what I did when I first started out was get to know my gear and go out and shoot because uh, if you're a hands-on learner or not, I just think that's the most useful way because it's what you would actually be doing anyways. And it can kind of give you an idea of what you love uh, photographing the most. So if it's like landscape or people or babies or just like flowers or whatever it is if you go out and just figure it out yourself then that's where the passion comes from mm-hmm. absolutely yeah that is great advice thank you yeah. um yeah this was this was a great conversation i i really i loved how we kind of you know brought ideas and topics that i think young people and i feel like especially young women on social media really deal with and you know that is comparison and um really kind of you know fighting those those mental battles and those mental thoughts that as creators really, you know, really come into play at times that can sometimes really hinder us in our work. So thank you for sharing that. This was a great conversation. Where can people find you on social media or on the internet if we want to get in touch with you? Yeah. So on Instagram, our photography account is maylyjacob.photo and our website is actually linked in that account. Awesome. Easy. Great. Thank you so much. (laughs) Great. So uh, thank you for sitting down with me and having this conversation. And I encourage people watching and listening as well to stay tuned for our new series called Exposed, where creatives share their most embarrassing moments. So stay tuned for that. You won't want to miss it. Again, Maylee, thank you for sitting down. This was this is great. Thank you. Yes, thank you too.